This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Are you enjoying this April weather out there? I hope you are. Um, We have a special live recording from a workshop that we just done a few weeks back. And the guys were excited. I was excited. And we wanted to just air this to you for you. And this is a live session. This session is called Responsibility. This is from a Father's Mentoring Father's Workshop. I hope you enjoyed this. This is for us, fellas. It's called Responsibility Session 2. We are in Session 2, and we're talking about responsibility. The cover of Responsibility says, The only difference between men and boys are the price of their toys. And you guys remember this morning, uh, go to your notes page, because the nice and loud, fellas, the three most important things for a father are what? Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. I'm going to share some stuff with you right here. And it's not in your notes. It's not in the pamphlet. It's on my notes. And bear with me, because I'm trying to hold this microphone and do my thing at the same time. Listen to me, fellas. Napoleon Hill broke down the 12 steps to riches. I'm not going to give you all 12. I'm going to give you six of the, I'm going to give you three of the 12. If you want all 12, you can buy Napoleon Hill's book. The number one step to riches, fellas, is a positive, strong mental attitude. You want to start your own business? You want to go back to school? You want to be in a great relationship? The number one thing you must have is a positive, strong mental attitude. The next one is applied faith. It's not in your notes. Write it down or don't. But if you guys, we was talking this morning, some of you want to make money. Some of you want to be rich. Some of you want to have a business. You need to be writing this stuff down. Number six out of 12 is applied faith. You must apply faith to be a better father. You must apply faith to going back to school. Apply faith to starting that business. And number 12 out of the 12 step to riches is financial security. Notice that the last on the list is money. One thing we must provide as well, fellas, is service. Not at the expense of others, but the service of others. Listen, the expense of others leads to greed. The service to others leads to ambition. Anybody here ever been in sales? Raise your hand so I know who I'm talking to. It ain't, okay. So you would agree if I say if you serve your customers, it will lead to great wealth. If you serve your customers, it will lead to great recognition because they're going to say, hey, when you go to that place, buy that product from James. That's not your name, but you know what I'm just saying. Right. And if you serve your customers, that will lead to great satisfaction, because if you serve that customer, they're going to send a referral to you. And then you're going to be satisfied because they got the product that they want and you got the commission that you want. But what if I turned that around, turned it around and said service to your family first will lead to great wealth. Serving your family first will lead to great satisfaction. 
and serving your family first will lead to great recognition. Serving your family, not your customers. Serving your family. And listen, if we help enough people get in life what they want, we can then have everything in life we want. If you help other people get in life what they want, first, you will then get everything in life you want. Some of us may be saying, I would give more, I would serve more if I had more money. Fellas, raise your hand if somebody gave you a million dollars right now, you would do more for your family. Would you do more for your family? If somebody gave you a million dollars, would you give to your uh, community, your churches? Would you donate to Father Matters, right? This one guy was with his mentor, and he said, if I had more money, I would have a better plan. His mentor looked at him and said, if you had a better plan, you would have more money. See, fellas, it's not the money that counts. It's the plan that counts. That's why this morning I said the three most important words are what? Nice and loud. Write it down. Write it down. You must have a plan. You said you was going to go back to school. You got to have a plan. So when you go back to school, you're going to get your GED, and then what? See what I'm saying? But we got to write it down. And from here on out, don't wish things were easier. Wish you were better. The poorest of all men is not a man without money. It's the man without a dream. It's not the man without money. It's the man without a dream. And like I said before, fellas, from here on out, don't wish things were easier. Wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems. Wish for more skills to deal with those problems. And when I do these workshops and trainings at churches, I don't say, uh, uh, don't pray for things to be easy. I say, pray that you are better. You see what I'm saying? It's not the money that counts. It's what? It's not the money that counts. It's the plan that counts. Thank you. It's the plan that counts. And from today on, fellas, today, say commit. commit. Say commit. Commit. Commit to work harder on yourself than you do on your job. You guys understand that? Some of us, if the boss will, will stop you at 4 o'clock in the afternoon knowing that you had plans to be with your family, and the boss said, hey, I need you to work three more hours. Sure, boss, no problem. Some of us need to be at a place in our life and say, sorry, boss, I'm going home to my family. Okay? Your biggest investment, fellas, is your child or children. And if you are married, your biggest family is your wife. Your biggest investment is your wife and kids. Not that car payment, not those season tickets to the ball game, and not that fishing boat. Your biggest investment is your family. So my question to you is, what's your goal? What's your plan? What's your passion? What's your purpose? The man with no future will always go back to his past. The man with no future will always go back to sitting on the corner, sipping on a 40 ounce, eating a bag of hot Cheetos, watching the world go by. That's why you must have a plan. And in order to have a plan, we must what? Write it, write it down. Write it down. Because if you don't write it down and if you don't have a plan, you will not have a future. Proverbs 26, 11 says, as a dog returns to his own vomit, a fool repeats his folly. What's your goal? What's your dream, fellas? Are you a handyman? Buy something. Fix it. Sell it. Make a profit. Get some friends. Start an investment group. And these are two things we must deal with, fellas. Two things we must deal with for you 
and for your success as a father, your success as a husband, your success as going back to school, your success as putting away them cigarettes and alcohol and pornography. We must risk. Write it down. And these are two things you must risk. You want to go back to school? You want to start that business? You want to to break away from your old atmosphere? Number one, you must risk success. You must risk success. Risk it. It's a risk to go back to school. It's a risk to start a business. It's a risk to, to just jump in your car and think that you can make it to work without getting in a car accident. Number two, you must risk failure. Some of us don't start anything because we are afraid of failure. And this is what you must do. You must deal with fear. Because I'm going to tell you, if you don't deal with fear, you won't go back to school. You won't start that business. You won't work on being a better father, a better husband. You won't, you won't do anything. And these are three things fear will do. Write it down if you want. Fear will paralyze your faith. I mean, it will just stop you where you are. If you're dealing with alcoholism and pornography and, 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 and stuff that's tearing you down, if you don't deal with that fear, it will paralyze you to keep you stuck. Fear will kill your dreams. If you are afraid to start that business, if you are afraid to move forward, fear, fear will kill your dreams. And the third thing, fear will destroy your vision. We was talking earlier. You, you're going to court in a couple of weeks. And I asked you, what are you feeling? You said, I'm scared. I'm, st- I'm scared to go to court. I got served paperwork. But see, you're going to get past that fear and you're going to step up. You're going to stay up and you're going to show up and you're going to deal with the consequences. But you're going to also bring the truth, because if you keep fear from that, you won't go to court. It's going to paralyze you. It's going to kill your dreams of being a better father. And it's going to destroy your vision to be able to provide for that father. Are you guys tracking with me? The most successful people are the ones who had the most failures. The most successful men are the ones who had the most failures. Michael Jordan, back in the day, was known for what? How many points he made, right? At one time, right? But did you know Michael Jordan missed more shots than he made? Did they focus on that? No. Babe Ruth back in the day was known for what? Hitting home runs. Did you know that Babe Ruth struck out more more times than he got home runs? Because he risked success of swinging that bat. He risked failure of missing the ball. He got past his fear. Does anybody here have a Ford or ever driven a Ford? Raise your hand so I know I'm talking to you. Did you know when Henry Ford was trying to get his cars going, start engines. He used to come home from his his job late at night and he would have a carburetor on his kitchen table and he would wake his wife up and she would drag herself out there and she would drip gasoline in a small little can because he was trying to invent the carburetor. He was trying to get that going, okay? And he couldn't get a loan from no one. People was like, a car? Henry, are you crazy? We ride bicycles around here. And he would use an eye drop, and he spent every dime that he had. And one night out of frustration, his wife said, Henry, you didn't know this, but I've been putting some money away every month because every time you bring money in this house, you're spending it on this thing called a carburetor. And what she did one night, she came, and she put all this money she'd been saving for months 
on the table and said, because I love you and because you believe in this thing, use this money that I was saving for us to go buy all the equipment and tools, all the stuff that you need to do to get this going. And now, all these years later, because of Henry Ford, risk success, risk failure, push past his fear, some of you can get to work in less than 10 minutes. Health goals. What's the saying, fellas? An apple a day what? Keeps the doctor away. What if that's true? What if that's true? There'd be a shortage of apples, huh, brother? You better believe that. But what if that was true? If you had... If you had, I'm going to say Jason, I'm not using your names. Jason, if you had a racehorse and all you had to do was take this racehorse all around the country to enter races and you was guaranteed to win. And this racehorse is bringing in five million dollars a year for you and your family. But all you got to do is just enter this racehorse around the country and it's guaranteed to win. And your family is making five million dollars a year. Would you let that racehorse stay up all night and smoke cigarettes? No way. Of course not. Would you let that racehorse that's bringing $5 million a year into your family, would you let that racehorse stay up all night and drink alcohol? No, I wouldn't. Would you let that racehorse stay up all night and eat candy and ice cream and junk food and look, in, look at the TV? No. No. We would make sure that that horse eats the best food, is exercising, getting plenty of rest. But my question Fellas, my question is, if we wouldn't let a racehorse stay up all night and smoke cigarettes, if we wouldn't let a racehorse stay up all night and drink alcohol, we wouldn't let a racehorse stay up all night and eating candy and junk food and looking at TV. My question to us in this room, why are some of us as men, fathers and husbands in this room listening to this recording right now, smoking ourselves to death, drinking ourselves to death, allowing pornography and all kinds of nonsense up in our mind and watching all this gobbledygook on TV? But we just agreed we would not let an animal do it, but some of us are doing it. Tonight, fellas, I want you to get those gym shoes out, take a walk or a run around the block tonight. Do some push-ups tonight. Do some set-ups tonight. Take some vitamins tonight. Have some graham crackers and grapefruit juice tonight. Not that bowl of ice cream in front of the TV. Stop poisoning your body with cigarettes and alcohol tonight. Some of you might be saying, Vance, that sounds all good, but I don't have the time. And it's not the lack of time. I'm telling you, it's the lack of direction. You got time. Your direction is off. Your compass is off. Because you're either going to do it now or you will pay later. Fellas, if we feel successful, you will look successful. And if you look successful, you will be successful. Your body is the only place you have to live. Some of us are working 60, 70 hours a week to try to buy a house. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you're trying to buy a house that's got all this stuff that you can't afford, a mortgage that you don't need. That's not the place where you live. The only place you truly have to live is right here in this shell called the body. And we've got to take care of it, fellas. We've got to take care of it. Open up your workbook. Go to the page where it says support. It's on different pages for... There you go. Support, 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 support. Find that page. I'm going to need your help reading something for me. Read these first two bullet points. Go ahead. Out of your thing. Right there. Uh, this one here. Okay. A majority. majority of the unmarried and divorced fathers pay less or none of the child support amount ordered by the courts. Support is not a bonus for the mother of, the, of your child. 
Support is not a bonus for the mother of your child. Let's read this right here and go into these bullet points. Too many men make up excuses for why they do not pay child support. Here are just a few. I'm not giving her any money. It's just going towards her new car payment. Now listen to me, fellas. Who've heard or said that before? Raise your hand. Heard it or said it. I'm not giving her any money. It's just going towards her new car payment. My question to you, who else is riding around in that car? Child. Nice and loud, everybody. Who? Child. The child, the children. That's all who we need to be focused on. Read that one. I'm the one who pays half the rent for her and her new boyfriend, husband. Who else is living in that condo or that apartment or that house? Kids. Who? Your kids. Who should we be focused on? The fact that the kids have a safe place to live and stay or who our ex-spouse is allowing in the house? The kids. Read this one. How do I know this money is going to my child? You may or may not. The bottom line is you go to court Excuse me. You file for child support. You file for parenting time. You file for legal decision making. Half of everything. And if they say this is what you pay, that's what you pay. Now I'm not talking about with the moms. I know women are ordered to pay child support too. I'm talking about us today. That's what you pay. And you know, long as you paying what you're supposed to be paying, oh, the, the truth will come out. The truth will come out. She never lets me see my child, so why should I give her any money? Woo, who heard or said that before? Yeah, a lot of us. I hear it all the time when men call us for workshops and trainings. She never lets me see my child, so why should I give her any money? If you're paying child support, if you're court ordered to pay a certain amount of money, you better make sure that you are also uh, uh, you are exercising your parenting time. So what you're telling me is that you're giving this person money. You guys obviously maybe not even went back to court. And, but let me get this twist. Don't get it twisted because people do go to court and they still get these games played on them. But that's when you go to court and you say, Your Honor, I was supposed to be getting my kids every week. For the last four months, it's been on and off. She's not the, the court. They will put that order in place. And if that's a court order, she will go to jail. But if you guys did some back alley deal where it's like, okay, just let me know when Junior needs tennis shoes and I'll pay for the tennis shoes. But then when I want to come see Junior, let me come see Junior. See, what you need to realize is that your life will go on. Eventually, you will meet someone else. Eventually, she will meet someone else. And that's when if you don't have anything written down, you don't have anything documented, that's when the drama is going to begin. That's when the drama and the problems are going to start happening. But let's say, hey, everything's fine. Hey, the relationship didn't work, but you're still a good mom. I'm still a great dad. Hey, let's write down that an agreement, document this in a court of law, that this is when you and I will exchange parenting time. This is what needs to be paid. This is what we're doing. So now if you move on with your life and she move on with her life, you could be upset and jealous all you want. But you better be where you need to be and pay what you better pay according to that court of law. Because I get guys coming here all the time. Oh, yeah, no, we never went to court. But, you know, ever since she started seeing this dude. Oh, no, we never went to court. But, you know, ever since I've been with my new lady. See, now here come the drama. Now you fighting her new man or or she's fighting your new girl. Childish stuff. I hear from all walks of life, all ages, see it across the board. And this is the one that hits me here. Is she going to give me money when I have my children visiting me? 
And this is what I want us all to understand about this parenting child support stuff. When you go to the courts, if you say, hey, I want my child or children for three weeks in the summer, they work all that out before they start calculating child support. So if you only see your kids maybe 20% of the time, they're going to adjust your child support to 20% of the time. But if you say, man, I got my kids, I want my kids every week. I want them alternate holidays. I want them every Father's Day. I want them on my birthday. I want them every other year when, we, when the kids have birthdays. And by the way, when the kids are out of school, I want them the whole month of July. The judge is saying, oh, okay, so, wow, that's a lot of shared time. So instead of you having to pay $1,000 a month, you're only paying 500 a month. Instead of you having to pay 500 a month, according to your, your income, okay? Instead of you having to pay 500 a month, you only got to pay 250. But then you might find out that she, you, uh, the ex-spouse might happen to be making 10 to 12 to $20,000 a year more than you. Now guess who got to pay child support? She does. She does. She'll be paying child support to you. But, man, when we're trying to take this stuff in our own hands, man, if you're not getting your, you know, proper, you're not being properly represented in court, you're trying to represent yourself, they're going to hand you up to you. You understand me? To me? Hold on, man. Say that again. Said this happened to me before. And what is that? Trying to represent myself in court while they had a lawyer, and that was not a good decision. And when them lawyers and when them judges are talking, they're in another different language, man. They asked me to, in a term that I don't remember, but they asked me to give up my rights to my children, and I had to ask the judge what that term meant, and the judge told me basically I would be signing away all rights, and I denied that. And you're lucky the judge gave you that much information, because these days, I guarantee you, that wasn't this month or even this year, was it? No, that was like seven years ago. Yeah, seven years, yeah, because these days, you going in there representing yourself, the judges, they don't tell you. The, our, our county clerks can't tell you, can't give you any information, and you don't know when they change these laws. One simple word that you don't understand can cost you your children, can cost you paying what you should not be paying. Real talk. Hold on, hold on. You said it happened to you? Yes, it did with child support. Um, I was actually ordered to pay $500 just for my daughter, <clears throat> and then um, I just, I, I didn't even know what the lady was talking about. Honestly, I just signed the paper, and then the next thing you know, I'm paying $500 a month for child support. And at that time, could you afford 500 a month? Not at all. Not at all. Fellas, support is not an option. It is not a privilege. It is not a right. It is a responsibility. And here's a question for your future. How well have I taken care of my family and their future? How well have I taken care of my family and their future? And you write this down. I have done the following to ensure and provide for my family's future by doing what? My question to you, are you thinking about it? Do you have life insurance? Do you have a savings account for when something happens to you and you've got to get an attorney? Do you have medical insurance? Do you have money put away? Are you saving? Now, don't tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what you're doing. Uh, me personally, uh, I wasn't taught none of that. So I don't know how to do none of that. You know, when it comes to saving and getting a lawyer, preparing myself for all this court stuff. And they don't teach us fathers that nothing like that whatsoever. I mean, me and my personal life, my baby mama, she just had a house. She had everybody behind her back, the judges. And I have no idea. But she got it done with a flick of a light. You know, me, I'm trying to get it done. And it's 
all the information is overwhelming very much. This is why when I told you guys this morning, we're not here at Father Matters just to help you with a, a, a workshop. We want to help you with your life, man. That's why we have the Job and Training Institutes. That's why we do the support groups. That's why we have these Father Matters workshops. That's why we do the conferences that we do. Because just like what you said, and thank you for admitting that, we're not schooled on this. They don't teach you life skills in high school. They teach you how to go to school, graduate, go to college, graduate, and work one job for 40 years of your life. And at the end of that 40 years, get a watch and thank you for your 40, 20, 30 years of service. But what happens throughout life when you face a divorce, you face an illness, uh, one of your child or children get ill or pregnant as a teen or a financial situation happen? This is why we don't want to just help you with a service. We want to help you with your life, fellas. That was a live recording from our workshop, a father mentoring father's workshop that we did. And it was that session was called responsibility. Fellas, this was not to beat any of us up. This was for us to be aware, be alert. I want you to log on to fathermatters.org. And look up our next Fathers Mentoring Fathers workshop that's coming up in your area. Uh, give us a call, 602-774-3298. Thank you for listening to the Father Matters shows. And send us your questions or, uh, questions and comments, I'm sorry, at info at fathermatters.org. I want to thank my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. And hey, look, see you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless.